Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to Beautifully Broken. My name is Sabby, and if you don't know who I am, I started a YouTube channel called Beautifully Broken over a year ago where I started giving tips, guidance, tools, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves, our past, and present stories, and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I help others gain a deeper understanding of themselves so that they can heal what needs to be healed in order to move forward into a happier sense of self. I believe that in looking back at the traumas, emotional wounds, and old narratives we carry, that we learn what needs to be healed in order to better our mental health. Welcome back everyone to Beautifully Broken. Today I have the honor and pleasure of sitting down with one of my good friends, Quill. Um, I met her on Instagram a few months ago and she asked me to be on one of her lives. And ever since then, we kind of hit it off and she also struggles with her mental health, but her journey is pretty cool and it may help someone out there. Hi, I'm Quill. I'm a, um, I guess I'm a dark poet from the UK. Um, I write poetry about my anxiety. Um, I find it helps me articulate my thoughts and make sense of them. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I just kind of write what's in my head. And then some people seem to resonate with it. So that's really cool. And I'm a mental health advocate. So yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then you started doing lives with like other poets and other people who struggle. I think that's amazing. Um, How did you, like, what motivated you to start that? Um, so I don't have a lot of people in real life that have that suffer with anxiety and so I wanted to find other people that did and also suffered with their mental health as well Um, I just didn't want anyone to feel like they were alone in it um, because I think reaching out to people with um, similar struggles has really helped me so I kind of wanted to be that sort of person they could reach out to as well Mm. so that that's what motivated me to start um, my page and to start my other page warriors Quill, which is a mental health community page so how did you find out? I know you said you struggle with anxiety. How did you? Yeah. How did you figure out that that's what you were suffering with? Um. So I had a really toxic friendship, and it was making me feel really bad and taking away all my energy. Um. I was getting worried every time she messaged me because I knew that I'd be put in a bad place. Um. So I ended that friendship, and then after I ended the friendship, I still felt anxious. Mm-hmm. So I was just you know that's not right obviously so um I left it a lot a lot longer and then I got help because um I was just worrying about everything absolutely everything silly things mm. that I'm that aren't silly obviously but I just kind of I just like I can't be worrying this much all the time about mm. everything and so I just realized that I needed to do something about it so I got I referred to a counselor um but that must have taken me I think that took me nearly a year to do that so that's what yeah that's why why I did that when you have anxiety how does it feel for you because I know everyone has anxiety in different ways um so I have like a um a sense of dread that just won't go away and then um beforehand um I can sort of feel it hitting um I get like sometimes I get like a wearing in my head so I just be like obsessing about one particular thing and it just won't stop and then it gets to the point where it just completely consumes me Mm-hmm. um and then and then that's when the panic attack happens and um yeah I don't know why I said that so non- nonchalant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the panic sets in yeah no it makes sense like impending impending feeling of complete and utter dread that you just can't shift it's horrible um mm. with my anxiety it's like what you said I obsess over something and it it won't stop until I have a resolve you know yeah as you're growing up in your life um 
did you like, you know, looking back now, like when you were a kid, did you notice that some of the stuff that maybe you suffered with was anxiety? I know, I know that now because I started having counseling this year. Mm. Um, I had counseling last, what year are we in? <laughs> I <had> 2021? <laughs> no one knows. It's just blended together. <laughs> I started having counseling in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't the right sort of counseling for me. Like it was very sort of like, I don't know, sort of self-motivated. She very much wanted me to like counsel myself, which yeah. I guess kind of works for some people, but it didn't work for me. So I started counseling this year and now looking back, I can definitely like identify key, mo- like, key moments in my life that were definitely an- anxiety based. But at the time I didn't know what the word was for it. Um, can so. you explain maybe like if you feel comfortable at one of those moments mm-hmm. when you were younger, looking back now where you're like, oh, okay, I was definitely being anxious at that point. Um, I used to um, get really worried before I went flying, like, and I used to go to America quite a bit, and I used to get really worried about that, and um, obsessing about it, and um, thunderstorms as well, absolutely obsessing about them as well, and I know now that that was, it was completely anxiety, so, yeah, yeah, but I didn't know that at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, and then uh, what would you say, but what would you say the key moment in your life was where you said, okay, I'm going to try therapy and like try to get some help. Um, I'd run out of food one day. Um, this was during the lockdown when the pandemic started and I had nothing to eat. And um, the thought of going to a shop completely petrified me. And I said to my boyfriend, I don't want to go outside. Um, but that's normal, isn't it? And he was like, no, that's not normal. And I said, I don't want to go in a shop because, you know, everyone might have corona in the shop and I don't I don't want to touch anything I don't want to go anywhere I just want to stay here but that's normal isn't it and he kept and he said no it's that's not normal so I realized then that I kind of had a problem and I needed to look into solutions I guess but Mm. yeah that was probably the pivotal moment in my life so when you went started going to you know therapy and counseling how was it like what was your first impression were you like oh god this is Um, scary Uh, (laughs) you know like what am I doing or um, I absolutely hated it because I don't really like talking about myself. So I was just sat there like sort of asking the counsellor, hey, how are you? <laughs> She's like, well, no, we're, we're here to speak to you. <laughs> so I was just like, um, oh, okay. I just hated it. But it, it was good now. Like I'm fine with it now. But at first I was like, I hate this. It was, I just hated it. Do you, do you know why, why you hated it at all or no? I don't know I just don't really like being the center of attention and obviously if you're in the room with someone else and you're talking about yourself that's the center of attention so yeah I, at first I didn't like it but now I do it over video chat because of the COVID situation yeah. um, I, I find that easier I don't know why um, but at first I was just in a room with someone it was in a doctor's room as well which didn't really help because mm. um, I don't like no one likes the doctors do they so um that's when you go to a therapist you're like oh my god I feel like I'm not like in a hospital yeah yeah you want it to be like cozy yeah and in every time I've watched Netflix they've been on a chaise lawn (laughs) 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 it's really nice and I was just sat there in like a plastic chair like wow this isn't what I thought it was gonna be (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay. So you're in a relationship when you first told them that you had anxiety or that you struggled with it. How did, how did you start that dialogue? And I know he's super supportive of you, which is amazing. And I think that yeah, it's been, I mean, my anxiety, I would say has got worse. So it's been quite a bit of a struggle recently. I've had to talk to him about what I need and things like that. 
and I'm not um part of my anxiety is sort of um people I guess not talking to me again because I've upset them and to me in my head like having anxiety is upsetting him so I had to get over that hurdle and then um <laughs> tell him exactly what I need from him so that was quite difficult but I've spoken to other people about that them like I've asked them about their relationship and what they've done and they've sort of advised me that's what I need to do so I think sometimes asking for what you need can feel quite selfish but it's not when it comes to mental health so that I had to get over that hurdle but when I first told him it it wasn't nice I kind of said I need help and just those three words are like probably the scariest words I've ever said um yeah no he just said okay what can I do like what do you need sort of thing and um we just talked through it and he was completely supportive but in my head it was just such a hard thing to say and that for some reason I thought he was going to act negatively but he would never have done that anyway but that that was my my anxiety telling me that so exactly it's like and I think you said it well like your anxiety (laughs) or and you know anxiety in general makes us believe that like a situation is scarier than it really is yeah yeah Yeah. and that all you needed to do is just be like hey like this is how I'm feeling and then he goes okay like what can I do to help and you and then now like articulating your needs is so important and I feel like yeah I feel like as young women it's hard for us to articulate our needs sometimes you know oh absolutely definitely so that's amazing that's really really cool maybe you know not even just women like anyone some people like they just feel like they can't say what they need or what they want and that's just so yeah you don't want to see you don't want to feel like a burden not that you ever would be but sometimes people feel like a burden for asking for help exactly like I completely get that (laughs) to anyone maybe out there who struggles with articulating their needs or like how to say that could you give any advice on like how you did it Um, so I I still struggle with it now I really do Mm -hmm. um so I use my poetry because I think you're either good at talking or you're good at writing and I'm better at writing so I can sound like really, really articulate through poetry, but then I can talk and just sound like a complete mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I just found it through poetry. So even now, like I'll say to my boyfriend, I feel like this and I'll read him a poem and it just makes more sense to him than me saying the words, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. No, and that's I also so beautiful. read. That's seriously beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> and I also do that with my therapist as well. I'm like, let me get my poem out. And <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to do the same I do the same because I'm a writer and so sometimes the way I articulate articulate what's in my head won't come out how I want it to um, yeah. so I feel that if I write it down it helps I'm um, just writing whatever the heck is in here and then sometimes you have a creative breakthrough and you go oh yeah, yeah. definitely and I think also maybe like bullet pointing what you think what you feel as well like because um, I don't know about you, but my head just is like a is like a washing machine. It just words, and I've just got stuff going everywhere. So sometimes I literally just sit down and just bullet point everything. I know that's a bit obsessive, but it, it so helps. It just really helps me. <laughs> no, I like it. That could totally help someone else too, because maybe someone doesn't know how to articulate what they're feeling, and if they have more of an obsessive compulsive like type of anxiety, that might just be better. Um, yeah, definitely. Anything that you can sort of visually see and break down sometimes like breaking it down in your head is more difficult so break it down on a piece of paper so what are some of the struggles that you've faced over the years or recently with your anxiety and how have you now started to like overcome them or like get through them so initially I felt like um I felt a little bit pathetic for having anxiety which is obviously completely wrong like 
I didn't make myself feel like this or whatever. Um, so I guess it would have been a, more of an internal struggle, um, me accepting that I have got it and that I can do something about it. Um, so I went to my doctor and got some medication. So I'm on antidepressants now. Um, that was a stigma in itself in my head. Like mm-hmm. I, I just thought, I can't believe I have to take these drugs to make me feel better. I can't believe I'm, I'm having to do that. I'm on antidepressants, but it's fine. Like it's fine. It makes me be me. So yeah. I can walk out my front door now and not feel scared. Like that's amazing. And if it takes kind of drugs to do that, then that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But it's taken me a long time to feel that way. And I think going on Instagram and talking to other poets that have anxiety and have depression has definitely normalized it for me because um, I don't feel as alone as I did before. So it's kind of like the norm now, I guess, in my head. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, so how did you break through the the medication stigma? Because I know that's huge. But I say it's like, you know, if I like I have a thyroid disorder and I have to take medication every day for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, I do as well. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's like that. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it should be equal, you know. I'm going to sound like such a millennial, but I went on to YouTube. <laughs> 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 I typed in I typed in Sertraline, which is the medication that I take. Mm-hmm. I believe it's called Zosoft or something in America. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. advertising it, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> yeah (laughs) I I just typed it into YouTube and I found this like British guy Mm -hmm. um I think he's called a happy change and he was just talking about the medication and he's um started a Facebook group and all these people on there were so amazing and so lovely and you know they they were just people just taking the medication which sounds crazy but they were just normal people taking the medication and I just thought what am I what you know what am I doing to myself I'm berating myself making myself feel terrible when there's other people out there taking this medication yeah so that that kind of helped normalize it for me as well so I know you have a hard time like your family doesn't know that you suffer with anxiety how do you get through that because that must be really really tough um I guess um my mum and dad know and so does my sister um we don't really talk about it um I guess I've made like connections through IG and my friends and things like that and my boyfriend's like I, if I need to talk to someone I've got plenty of people around I, I do talk to my parents but I wouldn't say oh I've had a bad mental health day today maybe I just say oh I'm you know I've had a hard day today and then try and articulate why I've had a hard day mm. but it is difficult but I think a lot of people struggle with it from what I can muster yeah. um, from speaking to people on IG about it so yeah, yeah. you know there's, there's like this big um almost stereotype and stigma around telling your loved ones that you're struggling and that could be one of the hardest conversations to have 100%. yeah and I, I know from my personal experience like my parents always knew but they didn't find out by me like telling them they, they straight up found like a suicide note they're like oh okay but it shouldn't take that to happen you yeah. know for you to tell your loved ones so how did you how did you approach your your parents and your sister with uh, letting them know? Um, I sort of said that um, I've been struggling and um, worrying a lot and things like that. And I've had to go to the doctor to get some medication. And um, I don't really remember remember what they said to me, but I kind of, I guess they kind of said, well done for reaching out to the doctor and getting help sort of thing. But they're, they're, they're lovely, obviously they're lovely people, but they just don't, you know, we don't talk about that. So. Yeah. But yeah, but you know that you're not alone in, what you oh, did. Yeah. yeah it's weird that I've had to go on the internet to talk to other people about it but now 
doing that and being quite open about it myself has definitely broken down that barrier for me mm-hmm. I just think um, now I don't like I don't really care I just tell anyone oh I've got anxiety you know deal with it sort of thing <laughs> that's how it should be yeah it should be like hey yeah this is what I have cool yeah so that that's yeah. what I that's it's, it's amazing though that I've got to that point I'm really proud of myself for getting to that point for sure <laughs> you should yeah you should be proud of yourself it's it's tough to to articulate that but once you take that leap and that hurdle and you cross that hurdle it's so much easier oh definitely 100 percent. it's better for me your mental health is better everything okay when you're in your anxious moments do they still happen when you're on medication or is it more limited and when that does happen what are your methods to kind of get through it um I definitely definitely still have them because um it took me a long time to realize this but when you when you're on medication you're still going to have the triggers like I genuinely didn't know that I didn't even know what a trigger was and so I had to ask people in the Facebook group, like, why am I still getting anxiety? You know, why am I still getting panic attacks? And um, a guy reached out to me and said, because you're still going to have the triggers. Um, so I've, I use um, med- meditation quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of try and center myself and um, I use the app um, Headspace. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's been a bit of, um, yeah, no, that's definitely changed everything for sure. And then, I also just make sure that I had my first panic attack the other day on my own. I didn't know anyone in the um, where I was. So I had to just make sure that I told someone that telling that person was so terrifying in itself. But she was incredibly kind to me. So that that was OK. But um, yeah, it is. It's difficult when you're on your own. But I definitely have my own methods like meditation. And I've also got these like um, magnetic um they're like stones mm. and I kind of and like a fidget spinner I kind of play with those sort of things anything to distract my mind music as well that's cool I like that <laughs> I haven't heard about the like the little magnetic like fidget oh, I've got it here. I can show you it but obviously they, they won't be able to see it but um yeah they just kind of stick together oh, and then um yeah I like that I can send you the link to them if you want. Yes, the I need because I do the same thing with my anxiety well I've been meditating every day yeah so cool yeah, oh, I like the color of them too. I like that they're like iridescent and like yeah. kind of, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but it's really cool. And we'll put the link in the in the bio of this podcast. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but I'm the same way. I need to. I like recognize my feeling. Like, okay, I'm anxious, and then mm-hmm. I try to find the trigger, and I'm like, okay, I haven't healed from that clearly yet. So let me work on that. Um, but I, yeah, meditation. I've been meditating every day now for like thirty. 32 days oh wow that's amazing oh thank you I challenged myself because when I got COVID I was like oh god what am I gonna do like I'm trapped at home for two weeks so (laughs) so I just meditated every day for 30 days 34 days or so and I still get it I still get it but it's easier I don't actually meditate every day I probably should but I meditate when I need to hmm. but I guess if you were doing it every day it might make, make a bit of a difference I probably should do that myself yeah, try it but... no try it I will make I will challenge you to do it and then let me know how it goes like oh no no I will do yeah my boyfriend's yeah. been on me for ages to do it I just haven't done it <laughs> <laughs> I do it right when I get up just to get it just so I don't have to think about oh I need to meditate but also, I, I think what you do is getting it out on in your poetry, like your creative outlet is amazing. Um, yeah, I really want to know more. How you how did you get into poetry? Like, how did you start doing that? Um, it sounds really weird, but like I just I had a panic attack one day and I just wrote a poem 
I don't know how the blue yeah yeah I don't know why I did it but I just thought I'm gonna write this down and I said to my boyfriend I'm gonna write it down he was like okay you know I wrote it and then I just went oh this is this looks like a poem (laughs) I don't (laughs) so yeah that's that's where I started that was um September last year I've always liked writing and I've always wanted a creative outlet and I'm pleased that I found poetry now because it just completely channels everything that I need into that so I'm, I'm happy that I found it. <laughs> Do you, would you mind like reading like a short poem that you've written just like over here? Oh no, I'll read the one that I, I'll read the one that I wrote. So um, at the time when I wrote this, um, I felt broken. Mm. I, I, I'm not broken. I'm not broken. And I don't want anyone to think that they are broken, but that's how I felt at the time. Okay, so this is called Broken Human. And like I said, I felt broken at the time, but I don't feel like this anymore. But there are days when I do feel like this, but you know, that's absolutely fine. So, okay. Sometimes I feel like a broken human, like a puzzle that won't fit together. The pieces are mismatched and worn. I try to mend the pieces, but they won't fit. I wonder if they'll ever fit together. I wonder if I'll ever feel whole again. It's just, it's so real. It's so raw. It's it's something that you can actually connect with, you know, like poetry sometimes, you know, poetry is beautiful, whatever it is, however it's done. Um, but with you, I could like feel the emotion through what, you know, you oh, I'm were. so happy. Yeah. It's, That's a nice it's... thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth. So. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't yeah. know people would feel that way. I honestly felt like I was in on my own in my thoughts. So when I put things out there, sometimes I'm like, oh, no one's going to resonate with this. And then I get messages, ladies and messages saying, oh, I get that. I get that. Oh, I felt like that the other day. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Where have you come from? (laughs) Why didn't I know this? (laughs) So when I was on your live, you had mentioned that you're an empath as well. Yes. Yes. How do you struggle with, like, how, how? Tell me the things. Like, I didn't, I think, I I did know I was an empath, but I didn't know the word for it. I guess I found that out, like, a few years ago. But I really struggle with it, like, really badly. It, it, It really messes with my anxiety. Can you explain to people what that... Um, so I guess an empath is when you, um, I guess you kind of absorb other people's energy and other people's emotions. Um, and, you know, it's quite, it's quite intense, I think, sometimes. And um, if someone's feeling a certain way, then I pick up on it. Sometimes without them even saying anything, it's yeah. really odd. But I guess um, with that, I just need to be mindful and protect my own energy and things like that. It's made me reflect on that, definitely. How has that uh, messed with your anxiety, did you feel? Um, so I've had a couple of toxic, I've had a toxic relationship and a toxic friendship. I've had a couple of those. People seem to be drawn to me and um, people like with toxic energy. Um, so because of all that sort of negative feelings and things like that, and then sort of leeching off my feelings, um, that's made me feel quite anxious. And um, I was in a relationship where I was gaslit as well. So um that kind of plays into it as well with the whole you know is everything's your fault sort of thing mm. so I guess yeah there's um yeah just sort of negative feelings and you just absorb all of it don't you so just kind of a waves of it and just keep those people out of your life that's what I would say <laughs> <laughs> how did you uh that's yeah the toxic relationships can really worsen your mental health you know definitely um, how did you get through that? How did you survive that? How were you able to heal from that? Because I know probably a lot of people who struggle with anxiety are 
probably still stuck in those relationships. Maybe they don't know that that's what's happening. So how did you, you know? Um, I think I spoke, I spoke to my boyfriend about it and I just said, I, look, um, she's behaving like this and it's making me feel like that. And um, if you're ever unsure about, if someone's making you feel bad for being you, then that, that's not right. Um, and if other people, if other people's mood are, mood are affecting you that badly, then you need to um, talk to a trusted friend or, you know, or a boyfriend or a girlfriend and just sort of say, I feel like this. And they're making me feel like that and just talk it through with someone. Because I think when you're in a situation, sometimes it's really, really hard to reflect. Mm-hmm. So if you just get someone that, you know, that you trust, I think, can point it out to you because I didn't realise that it was happening. It wasn't until he pointed it out to me. And sometimes you kind of need people like that in your life to just say, look, this isn't right. You need to get out of this and protect your mental health, protect your energy and things like that. So that's what that's how it happened, really. And I was in two toxic relationships, like back to back at one point. And I went, it was weird. I did one narcissist and then I did one right afterwards. (laughs) This was when I I was in my early (laughs) 20s. I was like, oh, God, I didn't know that that's what that was. But I had people telling me hey, your mental health has gotten worse since you've been with this person. They're probably not the right person for you. (laughs) And I I was just so stuck. I'm like, no, no, everything's fine. And then when you leave and or you have someone, sometimes it just takes the right voice to tell you, hey, this isn't. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you're going to have other people telling you till they're blue in the face that it's not normal. And you're like, no, it's, it's love. You're like, no, <laughs> this is not, no, that's not what that is. Um, but I was quite young. This is even before I started my mental health journey. I was like 24, 25. And I, I did, exactly the same. Yeah. I, was in a, I was in a relationship at that time with someone that was gaslighting me at that age as well. So yeah, yeah. And it just messes with your identity, right? Definitely. I definitely lost myself for sure. I'm still finding myself now, but um, I definitely, definitely lost myself. And I think, but you're right though. I think it just takes that one person to just to be like, Hey, that's not right. Or also taking a break from the person. I think if you go away from that person, you feel better Then there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, that's so true. If you find yourself after leaving someone or you feel that, or, you know, whatever, like after a breakup, either friend breakup or even, um, a relationship if afterwards you find that your mental health has improved dramatically mm-hmm. and that you found yourself then you know that you weren't the problem and it was probably yeah. the person um, and that's tough sometimes because with oh. anxiety you blame yourself especially yeah. if you're in like an abusive relationship like you said like that voice in your head that anxiety gremlin that like I that I call it um, every time I say that, I think of like a little troll, like in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call, I call my anxiety a troll as well. Yeah, just call it a troll. Just that's all. Yeah. <laughs> like the internet trolls. Um, that voice in your head that's your anxiety sometimes is, is a reflection on those other people, those toxic people. Yeah, definitely. And um, because they're feeding off you, it just makes it so much worse. Yeah, 100%. If there's anyone out there that is resonating, you know, with your story and what you're going through, what would you say to them? What would be your advice? If you can talk to someone, whether that be on the internet or, you know, a friend or a trusted family member and just sort of say, I'm feeling like this. Um, I don't know why I'm feeling like this and just try and articulate to someone how you're feeling, either with that writing or 
you know even just writing writing your thoughts down and voicing them to someone I find that's so much easier than just reading off a piece of paper you feel quite self-conscious at first but it's fine it's fine if it anything that helps and then um yeah or or even just talking to a doctor about it I guess if you're just not if you're not feeling if you're feeling worried about everything then that that's not right so yeah just talk to someone about it if you can thank you so much for coming on my podcast thank you I love this yeah it was amazing I I loved having you on here and we get along so well and I hope that that (laughs) yeah I hope that that helps someone out there oh no definitely I'm really really happy thank you so much because I just think like all of this is going to help someone and that makes me feel amazing because I didn't have that so I would I'm happy that I can do that for someone else if anyone wants to find Quill, um, all of her information will be in the information of this bio. Um, I will link it in here. And other than that, thank you so much for listening. And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>